0: The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Vancouver Canucks, scratch Andre Kuzmenko and you know...
1: Oh man, this guy's mic cut off. That's how angry he is right now, man. For real. Anyways, Locked on Canucks. We're talking about Kuzmenko. We're talking about the reason why Kuzmenko is getting treated the way he's getting treated. It's pretty obvious. It's right in front of us. Uh, These aren't the Vancouver Canucks. It's the Vancouver Penguins. Anyways, let's run the episode. Enjoy the show. Boom, you Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the
0: Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: Oh, man, I got too fired up there that I knocked the wire out of my mic. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer over at Daily High Vancouver, and your co-host here at Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into the episode, we got to thank you. Yes, you tuning in right now. For tuning into Locked On Canucks, it is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we get started, I also got to shout out Sleeper, okay? Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Canucks, enough, enough, enough with the healthy scratches, okay? Andre Kuzmenko, he don't deserve it. We got to talk about the real reason why the Canucks are scratching Kuzmenko because something fishy is going on here. And uh, this doesn't feel like it's going to have a boring ending. So we'll get into Kuzmenko versus Tockett, the real reason he's being scratched. Who's winning that fight? Who's winning that fist fight?
1: Who's winning that fist fight? Tockett or Kuzmenko? My money's on Kuzmenko. Anger, man, it does a lot you know, of my things.
0: My,
1: <laughs> it does a lot of things. My money's probably on talking with that one. Man, oh, man. Kyle Baum, Trevor Bags. I have to cut you off because, man, I'm emotional. But I'm also thorough. I'm also smart. I went on a stroll already, wandering and wandering. Uh went to Nemesis Cafe, had myself. I think I had the newest drink on the menu for real. I don't even know what it's called. Anywho, it, it made me think. It made me think about the real reason why Kuzmenko is being scratched. And why this team is okay with doing so. <laughs> you know what? I lied to you. I thought of two reasons. And I'm excited to share them with you. Now, Begsy. Okay, okay. You're back on Locked on Canuck. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I don't know what Trevor's going to do here, okay? Maybe it was meant to be that this was all happening on today's episode because, man, oh, man, I'm the one that's fiery. Trevor Begs is the one that's safe. Again, he's pro Linus Carlson. I'm pretty sure this guy ordered the jersey prior to yesterday's game. And here I am, not, not like crying, not getting... Overly emotional, but just confused. Confused, and also at the end of it, feeling okay that the Canucks lost and only scored one goal. Why? Because I feel as if Tocket, not Kuzmenko, got taught a lesson yesterday. Uh, Do you feel as if maybe Tocket learned something too?
0: I mean, I sure as hell hope so, because I thought the Elias Pettersson line was the quietest line for the Canucks last night. I don't ever want to see Sam Lafferty be playing on that top line again. You know just watching the game, I, I, listen, I had to listen to it for the first little bit in the car, but you know what? It's just it's it's enough. It's enough. I know you're trying to teach Kuzmenko a lesson, but yo, you and I watch the games. You listening right here, you watch the games. Has Kuzmenko been that bad that he deserves to be healthy, scratched over guys like not just Linus Carlson, but how about Niels Amon? How about even Sam Lafferty? I like, I get that Sam Lafferty's got a 200 foot game, but you're talking about a guy Kuzmenko who to me it's still probably a top 10 player on the Canucks this season, right? It doesn't feel like it based on what's happened, but I'm looking at things like, you know, the top average game score, right? Which takes into account both offensive production and your defensive performance. Andre Kuzmenko has the 10th best game score, average game score among all Canucks skaters this season. It's higher than Nils Hoaglander. It's higher than, you know, Nils Amon. It's higher than Ian Cole, Zadorov, Di Giuseppe. Like, again, I think Andre Kuzmenko is still probably a top 10 player on this team. I don't agree with the healthy scratches. I think enough is enough. Now, the real reasons he's being scratched. You look at the contract when it was signed last year, and I think Alvin was, you know, signing a player that he'd recruited, that he'd really liked, and a guy that had performed well last season,
1: really well, and not he just did well, bro. So this guy after was one. Of-
0: Kuzmenko had not played under Not,
1: no, sorry to cut you off, but I'm getting emotional again. He didn't do just well. He did really well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, put the shooting percentage aside. I know he scored a lot of tap ins, but the guy scored 39 times in his first year in the NHL. That is damn near impossible. That's just the truth. Russia, Europe to the NHL. The transition is hard. You're not. You're not supposed to score 39 goals right away. He he deserved that contract, and I get that Tockett wasn't there when Kuzmenko was doing most of his damage, or maybe you know he wasn't there when the deal was most likely done. But I don't feel as if. It's enough of, it's not enough of a uh, a reason to look at Linus Carlson and be like, you know what, let's give you a chance. Let's give you more of a look. But I was thinking about this, okay? Think about this. Talk it, obviously, in Pittsburgh. Alvin in Pittsburgh. Rutherford in Pittsburgh. Uh, look at Crosby's wingers. Look at Malkin's wingers. Look at the Cups. I know it was back in the day, but... Maybe they're bringing some of that philosophy into the fold, right? They want two really good centers, an elite defenseman, maybe two, a really good goaltender, and then everyone else who can play a smart, reliable game. And if you're if you're a winger, you get in on the four check and we'll get this job done. And then you look at that Teddy Blueger line, it kind of does remind you of that HBK line, just a bit, just based on their effectiveness and how much offense they're producing. So... I don't know if it's we should call this the penguin effect, but I think that has a lot to do with Kuzmenko not being favored by this regime right now. Yeah,
0: I mean, your point about you know the Pittsburgh Penguins and and how it compares or how it might translate to the Canucks right now. Look, I know guys like Brian Rust and Jay Gensel, you know, they get it on the forecheck and whatnot, but you're you're almost like is Sam Lafferty the next Brian Rust? Is Pius Suter the next Jay Gensel? I don't think so right like those guys were different Actually, I know they were homegrown later round uh, draft picks and all that stuff but you know Sam Lafferty and Pugh Suter are not the next Brian Rust and Jake Gensel Andre Kuzmenko has the skill to potentially be like a Jake Gensel and again I, I know the Canucks want to teach Kuzmenko a lesson but you're scratching this guy after I thought the Pedersen line was one of the best lines in Ottawa granted the team played for 20 minutes and then took the rest of the night off um, but even over his last you know handful of games I think the guy has played well in limited minutes
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know but look at his ice time, right? Like, his ice time is among the lowest among, and uh, all Canucks. I know he's getting some power play time, but at even strength over his past 10 games, the guy has played more than 10 minutes four, three times. <laughs> so, I mean, I, again, I just I don't get this obsession with scratching Kuzmenko. I'm really curious what that talk was between uh, Kuzmenko and Talkit uh, a couple of months back. It's I know Talkit kind of flexed his muscle. It, it almost seems like Talkit's saying... Without saying it's the media, you know, you're not listening to me. You're not taking this in. But I think it's dismissing the fact that Andre Kuzmenko is still one of the most creative and productive offensive players on this team. I know he's not on pace to score 39 goals this year, but you no, know, he's got eight goals and 19 points in 32 games. Like that's still <laughs> that's, that's still a top six pace. And you're scratching this guy for Linus Carlson. I should have been more fired up yesterday,
1: man. You should but, have, man. But you're you know, pro Linus Carlson. What, sense, what was up you with you yesterday, man? I couldn't believe your hockey tutelage if you, I honestly, you're okay I with Neal Zaman. Go ahead. I thought that they were going to
0: scratch Niels Hoglander. I didn't think they were going to scratch Andre Kuzmenko. And
1: even so, if they did so, like, why? Oh, like, the PDG, the PDG thing made a little bit of sense, right? Because he was in the toolkit, and he had some success in the past. But for Carlson, I just don't really get it at all. And, bro, we got to bring up this, man. Well, a couple of things. Can, can we give a, a little disclaimer? I, I trust Rick Tockett. I really do. The benefit of the doubt, It's his. He's done the most. The philosophy, the culture changed. I mean, you look at what's happened over the last 20 games with the top-tier players on this team. It's safe to say that this has now been a complete team effort up until this point. Because in the beginning, it's like, all oh, star, star power and whatnot. Talkett had a thing to do with it. But now you look at it and look at Pia Suter, look at Noel Julson, look at Teddy Bluger, Joshua Garland. Bro, the depth, the coaching, the structure, it's the reason why the Canucks have stayed well above 500 over the last 20 games. So talk it has everything To do with this and you know, he's staking his claim and doing his thing, but man oh man, your team scored five goals in the first period of a game and was looking amazing. And I know in the last forty minutes of the game, they look bored. Well, that's human psyche, you know? It it is what it is. Five nothing is not two nothing, it's not three nothing, it's five nothing. It's kinda not it's kinda hard to just keep keeping it on, you know? And I feel as if everyone on that team, after a six-three victory, deserved to just stay in the lineup. But for whatever reason, Linus Carlson was needed for talk it against St. Louis. That, I feel as if he was just not even trying to send a message. I, I don't know, man. Like, that, a move like that is, I feel like that could be detrimental, man. Because Kuzmenko's spoken in the past, like, it's all good. Don't worry. I'm learning the game. I'm committed to this team. I just want to see us win. I'll get better. But I don't know. Something, something like that could be, I wouldn't say dangerous, but it could be the start of the break. And... Yeah, at the end of the day, the Vancouver Canucks need Andre Kuzmenko or a player like Kuzmenko to win. Win what? Not like regular season games, but I'm talking about being dynamic and being a bit more favorable in the playoffs. Yeah, he doesn't play that, I don't know, what the P. Suter game or the Dakota Joshua game, but there is a level of dynamic energy there, a lot of creativeness, and at the end of the day, the Vancouver Canucks are still, quote-unquote, the Vancouver Canucks. You got to let the players, the star powers, the star powers of these individuals – Write the narrative. Don't get in the way. And I think Kuzmenko deserves a little bit of that power because the guy scored 39 goals. And before he scored 39 goals, there was a reason why this guy was so coveted leaving the KHL. Guy's really good at hockey. And maybe this guy needs a little bit of a runway, a longer leash, so he can start getting his confidence back because you're talking to a guy that he's not smiling right now. You know what I'm saying? He's not smiling right now. They, I, uh, yeah, the Canucks are at the top. I feel as if they need that that playful energy and and I'm curious to see what this lineup looks like when Kuzmenko is back. It, it seems more fun. They're, they're going to be a bit more offensive now. I've heard some people in the comments talk about uh, Tockett's culture and how he wants his team to play, and he's really wiring this team to be playoff bound. I've also heard some people talk about Arizona. Like this is what he did in Arizona. Uh, this is what he, he didn't do this in Arizona. Okay, he wasn't winning at 700 hockey. You know what I'm saying? It's different. But yeah, just free Kuzmenko. That's that's all I got.
0: Kuzmenko and you know that decision last night in my mind cost the Canucks the game right? you put in Linus Carlson he's on the oh. ice for the St. Louis game winning goal you scratch Kuzmenko the Pedersen line looks terrible you get nothing from your top six and it's just like I get the Canucks are high in the standings I get the Talka wants to teach Kuzmenko how to four check how to back check but enough is enough he's one of the most talented offensive players on this team you need to get him in the lineup uh, I think the last point I wanted to make is that I do wonder if something bigger is kind of cooking for the Canucks, right? I kind of mentioned a few minutes back that, you know, the Canucks did sign Kuzmenko to that deal right after talk it came to town. Maybe they come to the realization that they want a different look in their top six. Maybe they're thinking of trading Kuzmenko, right? Um, so that's that's mm-hmm. all i got to say. We'll kind of talk about that more maybe on another episode, what a Kuzmenko trade might look like, uh, what other top Good. six guys. If you trade Kuzmenko out,
1: Keep I think you're right. just
0: trying to create cap room to bring another top six guy in.
1: Really, but how do you how do you bring that guy in with it just being a Kuzmenko four type of trade? Like I feel like they're gonna have to throw something in because it's we're talking about Vancouver. This is mainstream I, hockey. Everyone it, knows that kuzmenko has here. It has to be multiple
0: moves. Like I'm talking Kuzmenko out for something, the cap space, and then you bring another guy in. I don't agree with that. I don't think the Canucks should do that. But I'm starting to wonder if that's the road the Canucks might go down.
1: Bro, just give Kuzi three games at the top line. Like, come on, let's let just. Get that momentum going again. It's possible, man. Look at that mixtape from last year again, Kuzi Patterson. It was damn near beautiful. It really was. They were they, those guys were highly effective, and they haven't unlocked that this year. And look at them in the standings. You know what's there, and if they do unlock that, that's how this ta- That's how this team takes another step. Kuzi is so 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 important. That being said, you know we brought up LaKier Mackey. Maybe life can begin without Kuzmenko sooner than we think. AKA before that contract ends because of guys like Podkolzin. LaKaramaki, and yeah, in your mind, somebody else that they're thinking of bringing in. You're listening to Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That, that right there is Trevor Bags Exper- Experiencing some technical difficulties now. These things happen, man. It's rainy. Kuzmenko's not playing. Vancouver's not feeling the same way. We're going to run to an ad, and on the other side, we're going to talk more about Jonathan Mackey winning the MVP of that World Junior Tournament, also winning a silver medal, but to be honest, the MVP is way bigger than a gold medal. If you're... Looking at this from a Vancouver Canucks fan expert, you know, come on. It's not about Team Sweden. It's about your Vancouver Canucks. Anyways, again, you're listening to Locked on Canucks.
0: The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so damn easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like with sit live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. You know what? I'm still liking my Seahawks this weekend, and I'm betting on the Bears as well because go Seahawks, go at those Packers. Let's go, baby, and I'm going to make sure I do it all on FanDuel. Make sure you do the same as well. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of
1: the NFL. Boom, bam! Are you still scared of the Seahawks this weekend? Oh, this guy did not want to talk about the Seahawks, man. It's okay. Let's talk about the Seahawks a bit, okay? Do, do you believe in your Seahawks?
0: I, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I just think that... Is it really going to happen two years in a row where the Seahawks win, the Packers lose, and the Seahawks make the playoffs? I don't think so. I think the Seahawks... I think they could make the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a a mediocre operation right now. They can't stop the run. They can't defend. I like
1: the energy, man. Gino
0: Smith is good, but he has his moments, man. He has bad moments.
1: I like the energy, man. You are not loyal right now, and it's in favor of the Green Bay Packers. Anyways, let's get back to Locked on Canucks. Okay, okay, you're back. Unlocked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs, who's using internet from 20, 2014 or 2008. Thank you for sticking around. During these technical difficulties, man, oh man, the Vancouver Canucks, they matter so much. Home of the West Coast bias is not only here, but it's also in that building. I have to say that because, again, I feel like for whatever reason, there are like high, like high stressful moments as a Vancouver Canucks fan happening right now, and that's... Kind of confusing because look at the standings. And it's not that serious. Believe in this team. Send your energy towards them and be positive, man. They know what they're doing, and I think they're going to figure this Kuzmenko thing out, whether it be via trade or what I think they should do, and that's just figure it out with this guy because he's different. I know the data is not always so friendly to Kuzmenko. I know Trevor brought up some friendly stats, but there's also the other end of the spectrum saying things like Lafferty's been a better player with – Peterson this season, again that's what the data's saying. And here's the thing about Kuzmenko, okay? He could do things in instances, right? And I feel as if instances, quick moments, quick strike, quick strike. Do, doing things as an individual don't always pick up on the data. There's no like calculation for that. Uh, the the magician that Kuzmenko is doesn't again do things all the time that is in favor of the data.
0: Here's one of the gripes I'll bring up with that. I, I saw Durant's tweeted out trying to be, I don't know, maybe it was pro Lafferty, anti Kuzmenko. I think the stat was something like the Kuzmenko-Petterson-Makayev line has been on the ice for 15 goals, 4 and 13 goals against, whereas Lafferty-Petterson-Makayev have been on the ice for 6 goals, 4 and 1 goal against. Here's the thing, though. On a permanent basis, Andre Kuzmenko with Elias Pedersen that line is scoring more
1: Holy than dear.
0: Sam Lafferty, Elias Petterson, and Eli Makayev. So, yeah, I get that they're... You know, their their goal for differential isn't as great, but this is the first line. You need this line to create offense. Yeah. The Pedersen line is not going out there exactly on a nightly basis and facing off against the team's other teams' best lines. This line needs to create offense. They need to do so at even strength. And they've done it. They've done it so far this season. I know there's a the shooting percentages are a bit high, but I think they're gonna be a bit higher than average. They might reg- regress a bit, but they're gonna be a bit higher than average because Elise Pedersen and Andre Kuzmenko are creative offensive players. And I just think, again, you start stifling that creativity, you're going to have some problems.
1: Ooh, Trevor, that's what I like, okay? You know, sometimes I think about you and I'm like, yo, why do I think Trevor is like one of my favorite hockey podcasters out there? Because he is the perfect balance of, okay, cool, the data, whatnot, okay, this is what this is saying, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the data. (laughs) You're taking the eye test uh, to the same extent, if not actually more, which is the way you should be looking at things. Because again, sports, man, Sports, hockey, it's a quick game. And sometimes the quick things, they don't show up in the textbook. Even the computer nerds can't even pick up on that stuff. Why? Because they're not the hockey players. They can't do it. They can't do it like Kuzi can. Anyways, Jonathan LeCaramaki, the guy who could be replacing Kuzmenko sooner than we think, right next year. <laughs> who knows? Uh, seven goals. Um, they lose 5-2 to US, uh, the USA. And who cares, because the MVP of the tournament is, again, way more important than a gold medal. We're talking about the World Junior Hockey Champions, Championships, and this is a Canucks podcast. Uh, we have that guy. We had the best player in the tournament, quote-unquote. He also was able to do another thing that really, really stood out, and that's keeping things electric. I feel as if most of this guy's goals were, whoa, wow, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And I know you had to wait 21 minutes for it uh, on this podcast, but that's the real reason the Canucks are scratching Andre Kuzmenko. It's because Jonathan LeCaramacchi is coming up anyways, baby, so you may as well trade this guy and get a little bit of Jonathan LeCaramacchi in the lineup. Uh, no, I don't think that's actually the case. But, again, I, Alvin said it. You know, I'll, Jonathan LeCaramacchi is likely to come to Abbotsford at the end of this season. That might be a ton of fun, man, because the Abbotsford Canucks are in a playoff position right now. Uh, you throw him on that top line, maybe he's playing right wing alongside Archie Baines on the Aventure Canucks top line. Um, again, super curious to see uh, LeCarrie Mackey come over here to the AHL. I do think there'll be an adjustment period for him because there was an adjustment period last season for him. Uh, but man, oh man, the fact that the Canucks, again, we talked about Kyle, six months ago, Jonathan LeCarrie Mackey. In the summer, actually, he didn't even crack a top 50 prospects list mm-hmm. in the NHL. And now he might be the best U-20 player, arguably. Maybe it's not even arguable. He won the MVP of the goddamn World Juniors. He might be one of the best or the best U-20 player out there. Uh, So, again, super curious to see this guy in the Canucks lineup. And uh, he looks sharp, man. Like I said, all those goals were were howitzers for the most part.
1: Dude, him and Patterson together forever? That sounds kind of beautiful, man. That's just the truth. I like it, man. I was more than impressed. And I'm looking for Harpoon, man. Where's that guy, Harpoon? Uh, What did he call this guy? The biggest bust of all time, LaKarisaki? Jonathan LaKarisaki? Come on, man. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Yo, yo, so uh, I want to ask you who he reminds you of, but I feel as if we didn't, like, watch it that closely, you know? We'd be fooling the people. We'd be lying to people. So I want to talk about something else, okay? Well, what do you think Kuzmenko's favorite hot dog is? It's Friday, man. No, straight up, man. He's been eating a lot of hot dogs lately. For sure. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking
0: like a Japadog dog of some kind. I think Kuzmenko's a bit different, man. He may be one of those guys that gets like... Cheese whiz. The... Cheese
1: whiz Oliver's hot dog. He seems Whoa, like one of those I was guys.
0: Thinking more like You had like those Japadogs, dogs, like the little seaweed on it. And like that white sauce. can't remember Damn, what it is.
1: That white sauce. Yeah,
0: like a very different hot dog, you know?
1: White sauce.
0: You know I'm I'm, sur- I'm
1: surprised that you didn't. Like again, I didn't ask you what your favorite hot dog was, but when I was asking, you know, like what what do you think Kuzmenko is? Uh, you know, the psychology would tell me the data. <laughs> the data would tell me that you would actually just say yours, and uh, you would take me as like a mustard and ketchup type of guy, man. Simple vanilla. Come on, you gotta
0: have some hot sauce on there, no, bro. Dude,
1: you you a really Surrey type native? You know you, you you a you a true Surrey native because you got that. Punjabi spice in you for real you like your spice a hey, speaking of, of spice somebody just told me that they think that R.C. Baines may be replacing Niels Hoaglander like what if they could package Hoaglander and company for a more premier winger at the moment like you know Hoaglander to pick or maybe Hoaglander to pick for like a defenseman and they just bring up Steve Baines
0: yeah, I mean, look, Hugliner's Ho- got more skill and a higher ceiling than RC Baines. Thank you. As much as this is a series Canuck show, I don't like I don't like saying anybody is better than RC Baines, but Hoogliner has more skill than RC Baines. Now, one reason why RC Baines might fit better in the Canucks bottom six is because this guy's been a regular penalty killer with the Abbotsford Canucks, so he's already got that in his arsenal. Um, so you never know, man. You never know. It could happen. Uh, it's not going to happen before the Canucks face off against the Devils,
1: the Hughes Bowl. 2.0. Let's talk a bit of why didn't that you ask me about that. my favorite hot dog? Why don't you ask me about my favorite I mean, I said hot dog? It was mustard and ketchup. No, I said you look like a mustard and ketchup type of guy, man.
0: Oh, sorry, that's yeah, bad connection on you this. Gotta, show, you
1: you got to put cheese on the hot dog, man. I'm I'm that type of guy. I like I like cheese all over my meat before I put it in my mouth.
0: Mm. What about onions? How do you feel about onions? Oh, on the hot I love
1: dog? onions, man. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I love onions. Okay, locked on Canas, Kyle Bell, Trevor Bags. So we're gonna cut to break and then talk about. How Quinn Hughes is tired of being the little big bro. Straight up, man. Can you just beat your bro? Come on, Quinn. Get the win. Again, you're listening to Locked on Canucks.
0: Before we wrap up the show, I got to shout out, Sleeper. It's almost the halfway point of the season, and Canucks fans, you got a lot of reasons to be happy, uh, unless you're Andre Kuzmenko, that is, or a fan of Andre Kuzmenko, or like one of our commenters uh, said in the show here, if you own an Andre Kuzmenko jersey, maybe not Love of Life. But everyone else, in terms of Canucks Nation, they're loving life. Um, You know, the Canucks are doing great, but you could also be doing great by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy. Fantasy app of the locked on NHL network. Sleeper is my number two one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Quinn Hughes, Philip Peronik, or Nikita Zadorov will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight players' stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. Sleeper's terms are used for details and locational availability.
1: Okay, okay, we back on Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And remember, as JS says, go Canucks, go, man. I really want to give that to the people, okay? Keep that energy high. Look at the standings. It's, It's all good. Trust Hockett. Trust that Kuzmenko and the situation will figure it out, okay? That's, I feel as if that the Canucks... They deserve that, and speaking of deserving things, Rick Tockett did deserve a one-goal performance from his team after scratching Kuzmenko for Linus Carlson. Relax, buddy. Your team scored five goals in the first period a couple days ago. Try not to overthink these things, man. And I think somebody was mentioning this. Again, I don't know if this is going to be the case, but somebody was saying that he could see Tockett maybe taking the fun out of this team right? And then we have somebody right here talking about how you know, you win more games when you outscore your opposition 6 to 1 than you do when you outscore your the opposition 15 to 13. That is why Talk is, is insisting that Kuzi be responsibly defensible. Okay, I read that again. I started reading when I was 24, okay? Anyway, responsibly defensible. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I think you can trust Pew Suter, Garland, Joshua, Bluger, Lafferty, et cetera, to help set the tone. Then you got Miller and Pedersen. They're not the worst defensive centers. They're, they're above, way above average. Micaiah's up there too. Brock bester has been a two-way force this season. That's a lot of players buying in. I know you want Kuzi to buy into, and he will, but I don't think, again... You make an example of him for Linus Carlson. If it's for PDG, I somewhat get it, but doing something like that is too scary and just irrational, man. Relax. Let Kuzmenko find his creativity and uh, help this team out that, again, is doing good in the standings, but it may scare you to see how many times this team has put up over 30 shots in a game this season. Five-on-five offense and the power play, that ish needs to improve ASAP.
0: Yeah, look, I'm I'm going to make a prediction that Andre Kuzmenko comes back into the lineup on Saturday. I want to say that Rick Tockett has realized his mistake that he made on Thursday. And uh, again, shout out to Carlos. Uh, appreciate yeah. everyone who comments and tunes into the show. The problem with that notion, again, like you said, outscoring your opponent six to one, you're going to win more games that way than 15 to 13. Again, um, you got to look at it in the nutshell the first line. The first line needs to produce offense. The first line again still outscoring the opposition at even strength. And look, I, again, I think you got to get the most out of your first line to produce offense. Again, if they're like a, a line like JT Miller, where they're matching up against the uh, opposition's best lines on a nightly basis, then that's a bit of a different story. But that first line with Pedersen, Mikayev and whatever winger is up there, they need to score some goals. They need to create offense. And I think they've been doing that with Kuzmenko and also that kind of 15, 4, 13 gangs. That's over the whole season. Okay. I think you got to give Kuzmenko a bit of leash on that line. You do um, with maybe the new lessons he learned under, under Talkett as well. You know, burying this guy in the press box, burying him on the fourth line doesn't make any sense. Give him some leash with Pedersen, and if you know over a handful of games he keeps crap in the bed and not living up to Talkit's, um ideology of him, then that's a different story. But at least give him a run back with Pedersen. Yeah, and dude, he-
1: and give him a run a runway to practice the things you're trying to teach him. You get what I'm saying? Like, let this guy find his confidence. Maybe he'll listen more. Uh, Again, big player in the KHL. Last year, he proved that he's dynamic as well. This guy's a really good hockey player, and you don't get rid of really good hockey players. Again, the spirit is weird in the city right now. Look at Robert, man. I I love Robert. I may name name my kid Robert, but he's saying that I hope we are not going to be the sabers of the league, failing our talent. Bro, look at the standings. Look at the standings. Look at Rutherford and Alvin. It's all good. We're not there. Things have changed. The Canucks are going to be fine. You know, I said it earlier, the Canucks can't win with Andre Kuzmenko. Big picture, I don't think they can, but right now in the moment, they're going to figure this thing out. A big reason why, and I know we have to get to the whole Quinn Hughes thing, but I don't know how we go a whole whole episode without spending a couple minutes talking about that third line again. Blueger, Garland, Joshua, absolutely dominating performance against the St. Louis Blues. They should have had more goals. And I don't know why – we're, we're hating on talking a lot, but why are you pulling the goalie with three, three minutes left in the game? Cause oh, I feel like, I
0: didn't I have a problem with that. No, think I about this,
1: problems. though. If you're going to do that, you've seen the way this team has played five-on-five. Five. You've seen the way Miller's line, Patterson's line, they've been kind of boring over this stretch. You've seen how dominating that third line has been. If you do that, if you pull the goalie with three minutes left, you're pretty much telling Blueger guys, you guys are done for the game. I know Garland was the extra attacker, but you're telling Blueger's line that when, in my opinion, the team needed one more shift out of those guys just, just in case they spark something because they've been producing almost – Per, at a per shift basis, and the Canucks needed a goal.
0: I honestly thought that line might have gotten out there uh, with bold. Uh, I know Garland got out there, Suter got out there for a bit, um, but yeah, like you said, when it's three and a half minutes, it's like wow, again, maybe you put the third line out there and see what they can do, right? Um, but at the end of the day, that was the last game. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, on Saturday, you know, one reason I like the Canucks to win, of course, locked on Canucks, baby. Show the West Coast buys. of course, I think the Canucks are going to win, even though they've lost. 15 of the last 16 games against this New Jersey Devils team for some godforsaken reason. Um, But again, look, New Jersey is going to be playing on the second night of back-to-backs. That's not always something you get when you're on the road uh, playing someone out east, right? So the Devils are playing the Blackhawks tonight on home ice, um, and they just came back from a road game against Washington on Wednesday as well. So it'll be the third game on four nights. It'll be the the second night of a back-to-back. I think this is the Canucks' time to finally beat the Devils. And I think Quinn Hughes is going to score because he was thirsty as hell to score in that game on <laughs> December 5th. Both Jack and Quinn, uh, both uh, Jack and Luke scored. My apologies. Uh, Quinn did not score. He looked like he really wanted to score. I think Quinn is going to be pretty thirsty to score on Saturday night. And I think he's going to do it against some subpar Devils goaltending. And I think the Canucks are going to pick up the
1: W. Let's go, baby. And maybe Kuzmenko will be a big part of that as well. And- Kuzmenko uh, scoring too. Kuzmenko I, I want I to see... Like I want to see the years. stats. How many times has Luke Hughes or Jack Hughes beat Quinn and uh, beat Quinn and uh, like ping pong and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, it has Quinn always been dominated by his brother? I know he's the older guy, but the other two are super talented, and Jack is really talented, straight up. Anyways, lock on Canucks about to end. I want to say thanks again. You know, you guys stuck through it through the internet issues. We did our thing. I'll read a couple more comments before we get out here because yo, the fans they deserve it for doing their thing. I showed this one earlier. Uh, J.S. Sand, we need to keep believing. Go Canucks! Goal. Uh, Callum Sandu, thank you. Y'all have a happy Friday and go Canucks! Go and Callum Sandu again. I like this line. This is the name, the Joshua Three. Boom, bam, one love. Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags. Sign us out.
0: Hey, uh, thanks again for sticking through that. I don't know. My internet was uh, not having a good time there. I think Talk It was messed around with it. Didn't want me to say Ooh, anything bad about him. I but like shout it. out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, first time listeners, new subscribers, and all of you who joined us here for the live show on YouTube. We love each and every one of you, okay? Shout out to you, your families, and your dogs, too. We're nothing without the listeners here on the show. Um, again, Canucks playing the Devils on Saturday. Uh, As we get into next week, we have a lot more road games to talk about. We'll recap the Devils game if something interesting happens, uh, look at the road ahead, and I also want to talk about some potential targets for the Canucks in the top six if they're going to make a trade. Whether or not Kuzmenko sticks around or not, I do want to talk about some potential trade targets to boost the top six because whether or not you're a fan of Kuzmenko, I mean, whether it's the Miller-Bester line or the Pedersen line, both those lines are cycling through wingers right now. Um, so it's. I think it's pretty clear that this team does want to acquire a top six winger. We'll talk about that next week. But for now, I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Cal Bound. Go Canucks go. And we'll catch you next time here on Locked On
1: Canucks. Go Canucks go. West Coast buys. I'm going to put this on record before we sign out again. P.U. Suter played a perfect game. Maybe it, maybe he is a top six player. For real. Like, this guy was by far and away the best Canuck last night. Peace. You're
0: Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the
1: Locked On Podcast Network